On this astonishing episode of Two Gamers Talk, we are opening the creaky doors to our backlog of games, blowing off the dust and truly seeing if these games were worth the wait. Will they be hidden gems or an unwanted surprise? Buckle up and... Hey, it's me, Steve. And this is Grant. And on this week's podcast, we actually brought a guest on. Hey, I'm Kyle. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, we figured since we're doing backlog games, it'd kind of be better, like, get a better feel for a lot of different games compared to just, like, two people's views on, like, what, like, six mm-hmm. games. Figured we'd get nine in there. Liven it up a little bit. Basically, just gonna give a brief overview, not like an in depth review of our backlog games. For me, I just kind of touched on a lot of the key points. Music, gameplay, like my overall thoughts. I didn't like dig deep into the games. I just kind of like... Yeah, we're all kind surface of do- level. doing our own different thing. I think we all kind of reviewed them a little differently, but it'll be interesting to hear everybody's uh, take on each game they did. All right, we flipped the coin ahead of time to get the order, and I will be going first. I'll be going second. And I'll be going last, and then we'll just kind of start over. All right, here we go. Okay, I will be starting with my first game, and it's going to be Vandal Hearts. Now, my rule for the games that I picked, I was doing one game that I was kind of uncomfortable with, which it kind of falls into that RPG-style game, and I'm not a big fan or very comfortable playing with those, because they take a lot of time to invest into. What originally made you buy it? Uh, I heard a lot of good things about it, and they were saying... The battle system was good, and that you don't have to worry about uh, preparing for battle, like having mana and potion and all this stuff. Yeah, so uh, like it, was, it was like an easier, like almost like, a, not like a beginner's game, but a game that was easy to get into and play. But man, people just talk this game up a lot. Yeah, so essentially, like lots of good reviews drew you to this game. Yeah, and I saw videos on it, and it just, it, it looked good. Um, and I'll get into that too, but yeah, it, it was just an interesting looking and sounding game from what I heard. Yeah, it'll, so, it'll be interesting to hear it because I know honestly nothing about the game. Yeah, pretty so. much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I got this game, it was at Too Many Games Convention. Uh, we were walking around and I, I saw it and I, I picked it up, pretty good price on it. Um, but Vandal Hearts is published by Konami. Uh, for PlayStation 1 in Japan, it came out October 25th, 1996. North America came out March 27th, 1997. And in Europe, it came out June 1st in 97. Um, and it also came out on the Sega Saturn. And so that's, that's, like a, that's an early PlayStation game. Though. Yeah. It's pretty early. It's, yeah, it was hitting Saturn territory. Yeah. It's pretty that's, early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was one of the, from what I read, it was one of the first tactical RPGs to, re, to be released on a 32-bit system. Um, and, it, and it gauged quite a cult following. Even to this day, There's, I think there's a, a pretty good-sized group of people that, that play that and just love the game. Yeah, I feel like if it's, if it's this JRPG, there's like always yeah, a cult oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, it, and it did prove popular enough to have a sequel on PlayStation 1, which was Vandal Hearts 2. Now... From the story point, it takes place after a war that happened 15 years previous to when you start in the game. Um, 
the man who they wanted uh, to lead this, it was like a rebel group, uh, must have mysteriously disappeared, so they're kind of on the hunt to find this guy. Um, it, it's a, basically a turn-based RPG, and it really reminded me of Fire Emblem. I played the yeah. uh, first Fire That's Emblem on, on GBA, <laughs> yeah. and it really reminded me of that. Um, it has like the grid base, like you can move. Like there's a certain area around your character and squares that you can move. You can move so many spots and then attack or, yeah. or like the like like Shining Force and like Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, so like yeah, that pretty yeah. much. Is it, like, it's like the isometric. Yeah, view, it's right? it's an isometric yeah. view, but you can actually turn the actually you can uh, when you turn the camera, it actually rotates the entire map. Which is it, it the one where like the sprites stay? The sprites stay, but the map moves. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's kind of like Doom. Like when you walk around a character, <clears throat> the sprite always faces yeah. you. Yeah, I remember that doing that in Tactics. Too. And I do that in uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. And it was funny because the characters would like, they do that walking animation yeah. and the map just turning around. <laughs> I mean, anytime I hear this type of game, that's what I think the Final Fantasy Tactics yeah, game. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, yeah, it's yeah, definitely got an interesting yeah. look to it. And I do, I do really appreciate the visuals on it. Uh, the story deals with a lot of political unrest. Uh, and there's a powerful anti-terrorist group that is craving power, and all the the citizens of the town they're they're kind of scared for their lives, and all these groups of people are coming in, uh, trying to take over. Um, with the first battle sequence, you have the three main characters that you go throughout with the story. Um, they're surrounded by enemies. Um, they're kind of talking down to you, talking trash, and and they're they they. You're kind of in this forest area, and all these uh, enemies come out, and they're like, "Hey, you're in the wrong part of town." Um, and the enemies are talking to you, and they say, "Hey, you're not even armed." Um, they go to attack you. One guy, it's, it's uh, the gameplay visuals, but it's kind of like the cinematic playing out. And there's a character that comes up to you, and he says, "Hey, you're not even armed," and he goes to attack you. And the one main character just pulls out a sword. Stabs him right in the gut, and there's blood spurting out. And it, it, it was Jeez. it was a pretty it was a pretty <laughs> cool intro, I have to admit. Yeah. So so it's it's like it seemed like they're they pushed a lot of evidence on, on the story. Yeah. I like, tried to draw you in right away. Yeah. And and at that point, I was like, okay, all right, I'm listening. Uh, so the battle continues on. The only gripe I had about the first part of this was there was no tutorial. It kind of took me a little bit to figure out the different controls and how to fight. It wasn't. Uh, <coughs> straight up, you know, this is what this is, this is what that does. It was, I'm pressing different buttons to see what does <laughs> yeah. what, and I was a little confused, but I did eventually figure it out. Yeah, one of those, like, anything at all? No, like, absolutely. It was wow. literally the opening <laughs> Jeez, scene, yeah. the guy stabs, goes to attack you, and you and stab the him, starts. and then it's like it's, it zooms out, and it's just, there it is. I mean, I yeah. know some games have, like, a small prologue where, like, you you kind of have to figure things out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's not, no, next it's, it's level, literally, it's like, yeah, now we're going to teach it's you. It's literally, yeah. just here, you, here you go, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. It just throws you in, like, figure it out, or yeah. look at the manual, which no one no ever does. Much. When you said about it uh, being brutal at the beginning, I mean, is there a lot more of that later on, too? Uh, I, just for, I, I played that. about an hour and a half, and there's, there's, a, there's another scene with the anti-terrorist group where uh, I'll, I, I'll talk about that when I get to it, but yeah, there's, okay. there's a bunch of scenes like that. Um, in the first fight, the music was really good, but man, it was repetitive and like it, real loopy, like, yeah, like it was, short it, loops. It was pretty catchy, but the longer I heard it, I was just like, oh, "All right, when's oh, the song yeah. going to end?" 
Um, and like we talked about before, the, isome the isometric view works very well to view the battle. Like I said, you can spin the map. Uh, graphics were really nice. They were clean and crisp. I played it on uh, my PS3, which kind of upscales it a bit. Uh, so it makes it look really, yeah, really like, nice. PS3 smooths out a lot of like the, the like the edges and the polygons. Yeah. yeah, I notice that when I play games on the PS3. So as the story goes on, you make it to a town. There's uh, different shops and stuff you can buy. It's all menu driven. You don't walk around or anything, which is fine. Um, so is there like a map though? At all, or is it just like you can you select like I want to keep going in the story? You can decide <laughs> if you want to go into town. Like if you're in the town, you can say exit town, and it will continue on with the story. Okay. And then there are certain spots where, like, you finish an area, and it will automatically take you back to town, and and there's some dialogue and stuff uh, that that come out. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Kind of when you go to the town the first time, you talk to your commanding officer and everything plays out. Um, and as you're standing there, uh, monsters show up out of nowhere uh, and people are screaming and running the other direction. So you run where they're running away from and there's a church that you're fighting for to take over. And when you get into the church after you go through the sequences, uh, the anti-terrorist group shows up that I was talking about earlier. and. Uh, basically, they were just killing unarmed citizens. Uh, they were fearing for their lives. They had their hands up, and they say, "We don't want to fight." And they'll just go up to him and again with the stabbing. The guy <laughs> literally walked Man. up, stabbed him, and, and so, that was so the they, they like they basically make you hate this. Yeah, like, right away they're like, "These people aren't yeah, good." Yeah. <laughs> pretty don't much like, like the, 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 point. Yeah. the the your rebellion group is pretty much enemies with like they're supposed to be friends, but they're they're kind of enemies because of how they. They talk to each other and how yeah. they act. Um, quickly on the battlefield too, there are hidden items in certain squares on the battlefield. You kind of have to find them. I found one by accident, so and then I looked it up. And you can trade items and weapons with other party members, uh, which is pretty nice. If you pick up a bow and your guy uses a sword, you can trade. Um, there's healing abilities in the fights, um, and like I said, the movement's grid-based. Um, you do get new party members. I did get uh, two new ones. I think one was a young girl and, a, and her wizard father or somebody who was with her. Um, but there's different... <laughs> Just this girl and her dad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, there's different classes. Swordsman, uh, archer, hawk, knight, monk, mage, and an armor. Yeah, is, um, each, is each class of like... I know in Fire Emblem stuff, like the, of course like the bowman could shoot like... This many squares ahead. Yeah, and like the swordman, yeah. you had to be like right next. Yeah, to basically, you, you. I think you had to be <clears> like four or five squares away to use the archer. Um, you can use them closer, but I think it's less effective. Yeah. Um, Your weapons of durability or anything? No, anything I like did not. That? I didn't see anything. You yeah. can find and buy new weapons, like find new stuff on the battlefield and go to shops. Um, the battle scenarios were actually pretty addicting. I found myself uh, wanting to keep playing those, but. The one thing that held me back from this game was this happened right when the election happened between Donald Trump and Hillary, and I'm not going to get all political, but the story deals too much with politics, and I just, at this point, I was done with it. Yeah, I didn't it was just care. Like, it just came, like, you just started it, playing it at a bad time. Yeah, it, yeah. it was kind of a bad time to play <laughs> it, and the game was fun, the battle scenarios were fun, but just the political banter back and forth, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, which, I, which, like, it makes a good story, though, like, yeah, in a game. Yeah, I would say the story's good. Like I said, I, I probably played about an hour and a half of it. I did enjoy the battle scenarios, but the story was just 
Maybe if I go back and play it now, it might be a little yeah. bit different. But. So just the story kind of drove you away from it. Yeah, but I, I, it was, for what it was, it was an interesting game, and I did enjoy the time I had with it. This does seem interesting, too, because, like, off the top of my head, I'm just trying to think quick, but I can't think of, like, too many RPG stuff that Konami's really done. No. I mean, especially not isometric, yeah, not like but this. I'm like... Not like that, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm, you I'm, just I'm, think your Metal Gears, your Castlevania, stuff like that. And, I never, and then this random... Shooters, <laughs> random I didn't look it up, but... Uh, I was, I'm curious to see if the second game was as, as well regarded as the first. It's yeah. um, a, a usually the game, isn't it? Seems like usually the second games in the series are the or the better ones, but yeah. Yeah, I don't just know. I didn't. On your I didn't. Mistakes yeah, I didn't really look one. into it. But yeah, I, I I would say if you haven't tried the game and you like RPGs, definitely check it out. Um, but eh, they're not really for me. But I did enjoy the little bit of time I did. Play. Yeah, it definitely has its niche crowd. That kind yeah. of genre. But, yeah, like I, I haven't gotten into that kind yet, but one day probably I'll probably start with uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. the I enjoyed the newer Fire Emblem, but I played one similar, Advanced Wars, and there was like too many different yeah. scenarios <laughs> and aspects to it. It was like it, I was like, no, nah, I can't. I, I can't. just felt <laughs> yeah. that game. You just really had to push hard to yeah. succeed. Yeah, Is that it. Your overall thoughts? Yep, that's uh, like I said. It, it I. Yeah. I think it was a good game. Try it out if you like RPGs. You'll definitely like it. Uh, even, I mean, even for me, I'm not an RPG fan, but I, like I said, I enjoyed uh, my time that I had with it. So I'd say definitely check it out. All right, all right. I'll just hop into my game here. My first game <laughs> is uh, Tailspin for NES. Now, um, Tailspin is it's based off the the old Disney cartoon. Oh, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah I. I never watched it. Did you guys? I never watched it. All I think all I know is it's a bear that flies an airplane. But it's Baloo. It's Baloo from Jungle Book. Oh, it was like Baloo? Yeah, I was like, I'm clearly out of it. Yeah. The only experience I have with that is when me and you played it on Turbo and it was an awful game. Oh, yeah. Is it really slow? It's like a side-scrolling platformer. Yeah, it's... This game is a side-scrolling shooter. The Turbo version is a platformer. So it's two completely different things. They were like, side-scrolling, but let's try it both. Let's try <laughs> platforming and shooters. It could have yeah. been good, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Now there's shooting aspects in the turbo, but that's just a bonus yeah. stage, and <laughs> just don't play it. <laughs> now this game, on the other hand, I did like. Um, but like I said, it's based off the, the old Disney cartoon, um, and it came out 1991. Um, like we were talking about, it came out for Turbo as well, and Game Boy. Pretty much the Game Boy port is just the same thing as the NES, but you know, just toned dumb, down. Dumbed down. Yeah, just like the Mega Man's were and like, stuff. Like most Game Boy games, especially a lot of ports, it's just like, let's put it on the Game Boy and just make it less yeah. superior. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but it's, like I said, a side-scrolling shooter made by Capcom. That's It's just an oddball thing, because I don't know many of them, period. Like in the NES era. Now, I know Steve's our shooter guy, mm -hmm. but that's... Is there... Is there any others by Capcom, like side-scrolling shooters? I keep asking, uh, but I keep Yeah, it, the only other one I can think of off the top of my head now, it wasn't for NES, but it was in the arcades and later on Turbo. There's a game called Sidearms. You're like a robot, and he it's, it's yeah. a side-scrolling shooter. Um, but I don't, as far as I know, mm. off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. But yeah, that's, that's one of the things that kind of attracted me to, to play this game, just because... You know, Capcom's freaking platform juggernaut, mm -hmm. Mega Man's, uh, all of their other Disney games are good too. 
Um, like Dovetails, yeah, Aladdin, yeah, stuff, that they sort had a of lot thing. of good, uh, yeah, Disney Rescue games. Rangers, that sort of thing. So, I mean, I think the main thing that kind of uh, brought me to play the game now is, I guess you guys heard of the Disney Afternoon Collection mm -hmm. coming out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that one? Is that in there? Is that one? Of oh yeah, yeah. And that's uh, I kept seeing. I was like, huh, there's that oddball <laughs> Tailspin like, game. Guess, I guess I'll give it a try. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So. How do you guys feel about collections? I was kind of curious about that. Uh, like, I know. would like them more if they put games I play. <laughs> I, enjoyed, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the Mega Man Anniversary Collection. Yeah. They literally just, here's the Mega Man games all together. Like, all the 8-bits. Yeah, I like the, the idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you rehash a lot of collections, that kind of gets old to me. Well, that's but what I, they did with yeah. Mega Man, even. They made the Anniversary Collection, and then they made, what is it, Legacy or whatever? Yeah, well, and, it's, and it doesn't even have as much. Yeah. Like, they think, would they stop at 6? And they didn't put 7 and 8 in? Yeah, I mean, I, I still think it's cool, especially for the people that really haven't uh, gotten to the actual, like, there's people that haven't played Mega Man somehow, Yeah, but it is good to reach out to those people. Yeah. So, for the most part, I definitely, I do like the idea of collections. And my, I, Well, the one quick thing about collections, I, I, the ones that I do want, I don't have, but I always hear stuff about, like, the emulation being slightly off, or, yeah, or sound that, being that wrong, mean. colors <coughs> being wrong, and that stuff doesn't totally bother me, but... I, I don't know. You I, should you, be able to iron. You that think out. you would after with, with all this modern with, stuff? Yeah, with yeah. like yeah. modern tech. Set the clock speeds <laughs> yeah. perfectly, and yeah, seriously. But somehow, somehow they slip. Yeah, yeah. And I guess one more last thing about collections. I kind of like this too, because well, we have our Mega Man, Mega Man collections. But then for this collection, this is actually oddball Disney stuff. Like yeah. I said, the Tailspin. Um, DuckTales 2 isn't a common game, and that's yeah, all there. that's a game like not a lot of people play just because of like how honestly rare it is. Like, yeah, it was, it was near the end of the NES, right? I think it was one of those deals. Yeah, the collection itself that I'm talking about, the Disney Afternoon Collection, the games are DuckTales, the first two, DuckTales 1 and 2, Rescue Rangers 1 and 2, um, gosh, what the heck is that one? Like, Ma Mallard something. I forget what the heck like that guy's duck? Yeah, Darkwing Duck. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, what yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. That's basically like a Mega Man, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's Mega Man with with Donald Duck, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but then the last game is Tailspin, so yeah. that's but just that oddball shooter that I was like, what the heck is <laughs> a Disney shooter? I was like, yeah. why not? I I just I gotta check it out. So the game itself, like I said, side-scrolling shooter, um, and it's there's no vertical sections in this game. But the main thing that I thought was interesting about it is, I mean, normally the pet, the game pans to the right, but you can actually flip the ship and then, like, you're literally flying upside down. Oh, and then go in the opposite. Yeah, and then you go the opposite direction. So I was like, huh, that's like it's, it's just an interesting. interesting yeah. yeah, it makes for yeah, an interesting like, mechanic. I feel like, I feel like I, I've honestly never seen that in a shooter. Yeah, I've seen like where you do like a barrel roll or something, and then like they kind of like roll or do a yeah. quick yeah. flip, but you're going the same direction. I mean, I yeah. think uh, like. I'm one in the arcade game, like Defender, like you kind of go oh, back and go, forth yeah, to res yeah. rescue people. I think it's called Defender. Yeah. But it, it. it kind of has that idea to it. I mean, you won't be going backwards for long, but there's there's a section in the game where, I think it's a second level, you're underground, and you're kind of maneuvering through a cave, and you actually have to advance so far, and then bring the screen back so it doesn't crush you. Oh, And that's then maneuver like awesome. that. I mean, it isn't... 
that isn't much to deal with, but it's it's in depth where I can't say many games just have that. Yeah, especially sort of like feature. something random like uh, Tailspin, like oh, like a <laughs> Disney a Disney cartoon, yeah. like some an NES game. Capcom just thinks of just these oddball yeah, it's, it's mechanics crazy, to make a it's game. Crazy deal. how companies back then they went yeah. all out like. Hey, you have the rights to this Disney show, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna make it awesome." I like the whole backwards mechanic because then you can actually. The one thing it promotes is like finding crates uh, to get money because they actually have a shop mechanic in the game too. So you can go back, um, pick up crates along the way. Like it encourages you to actually try and get everything you can. Yeah. And and there's secret areas like just a little area where you can get one-ups. So it promotes. Is there like a world map like? Uh like in Star Fox, where you pick your path or anything, or is it no. like, or is it like you beat this level and now you're on this level? No, like it's just style? it's just straight up. Um, just there's eight thing. levels to the game. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, I mean, you beat a level. There's a cutscene saying where you're going next, and then that's pretty much all there is. Are to the it. shops like in between the levels, or are they like in the yeah. level itself? It's it's after every level. Um, after you beat a level, to give you a score screen, tell you how much you collected. Um, then you go to the shop and you can buy accordingly there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's not in depth. It's kind of one of those. It's the kind of shops where um, in some of the shooters where they just pop up randomly, yeah, pick your stuff uh, and go. It's yeah. that's really how it feels. Like you're not spending much time yeah. there at all. Like a bigger missile or like wider shot. Or yeah, well, um, it's kind of like in Magical Chase when you're flying around the guy and like the hot air balloon comes up. That's the feel you, it has to. And you, uh, exactly. well, it's like uh, what's that game we We're played? Done? Yeah, Ordon has that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Turbo. <laughs> but um, that, but that's like, and the weapons are like randomized too. Yeah. Like you, you go in the shop and it's like just random weapons. Like half the time you're like, I don't want any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what a waste. That was the one, though. There wasn't really. There's not much to pick from. Like your shot really doesn't change. You can shoot. You can get one upgrade that'll make the gun shoot <coughs> faster, and that's about it. Um, then you get armor, speed up. Uh, and then you can buy lives and continues, which this game really isn't hard. Most Capcom games, the Disney games anyway, were, were pretty forgiving, so... Yeah. Um, Did you but, end up finishing it the whole way through? Yeah. <laughs> well, I gave... I tried it once before, but for this, I mean, playing it for the podcast, yeah. I was like, alright, I'm gonna give it a serious go. Got to level 4, I skipped one power-up, and that completely screwed me over. Uh, that's um, so I started over, and then I beat it that run. So really, oh. it isn't hard. Was it's, it like, was it pretty short, like an hour or something long? Um, yeah, yeah, probably an hour. Like it's, some of those shooters, if you can get yeah. decent at them, like remember me and Eusky were playing uh, Darius, Darius Twin, Twin, and then like in like twenty, we minutes, got to you, the end of the game like in twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that the very end of twenty minutes. Get to the end, start all over. Yeah, again. get to the end and fight through a boss rush. That's yeah, that was one of those deals though. Where I mean, it was good, it was quick, so I didn't actually yeah. mind if, yeah. if I screwed up. But um, yeah, uh, music's good. Uh, just typical Capcom, uh, which is usually pretty good. Yeah, like catchy, just happy, catchy, up, yeah. upbeat kind of feel to it. I mean, so are the graphics. It's um, a bright, colorful graphics for this type of game, and it works. Was, um, was the sprite work good? Like the, yeah, I mean, you could tell. You can definitely stuff. tell it's blue in the ship. Yeah, that's good. Then. And stuff. I feel like Capcom always did pretty well, like making good-looking sprites. Mm -hmm. Like some people just like some companies made like real crap stuff. Like a lot of NES games where they just made like the the shittiest, the <laughs> shittiest like. Sprites they could possibly make that, yeah. that, that's close enough. <laughs> yeah. That looks like a person. But yeah, I mean they do it 
some things you'd be afraid of in a game like this is like discerning what you can actually hit, what you can't hit. But luckily you don't get hurt by terrain, if I remember correctly. None of oh, it really yeah. hurts you. But I mean, some of it's tight too, so they're, they're, that's j very forgiving. And I mean, it's this is just a good pick up and play. Like, I could see myself coming back and be like, yeah, I'll do a quick playthrough. Why, yeah. why not? Even if you don't beat the whole so, thing, as well as ones where it's like, oh, I got through a couple levels, that was fun. Yeah. So I mean, I I think this game's good. I yeah. I think it's at least worth look looking worth looking into since it's since it's part of the collection. Like if if you're thinking about picking it up, I I think it looks cool. Might be yeah worth looking. Definitely into. seems like a good add to that collection. Like a good variety of games in that collection. Like a lot of them yeah. are platformers, and then like they add in that shooter, which is cool. The one weird thing they said about that is that it has. Um, I think it said it has a rewind feature in the collection. You hear about the save states, yeah, but this actually states. has rewind. Wow. Oh, yeah, cool. I was like, huh. It reminds me of Prince of Persia for PS2 yeah. when yeah. you screw up and you can... You're like, oh, let's try again. <laughs> kind of like that, that Braid game, where you could like... You fall uh, on yeah, a hole and you got rewind. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> game, too. Alright, I guess I'll dive into my first game here. Uh, pretty much all of my games, I ended up buying off Craigslist in a lot. Like, <laughs> it was some dude was like, 20 bucks for like a crap ton of NES games, and I was like, alright. And there was no pictures or anything, he just said I have a bunch of NES games. They like, got some sports, some of this and that. There's some decent games in that lot. There was like, uh, Battletoads and Jackal, and then one of the games, which is one of the ones that I did for my backlog, Basically, did the backlog because they were sitting on my shelf for so long. I was like, I should touch these and see, see what they're about. <laughs> uh, the first one I did was Road Blasters for NES. It was, it originally, I didn't know this till like, I played the game, like, gave it my all, and then, like, looked online information about it. And this was actually, Road Blasters was, uh, like, a, like, a sit-down arcade driving one made by Atari in 1987. And basically, they released it in the arcade. And then, like, not even a year or so later, I think they released it on, like, all kinds of stuff. But the NES got a port, and I think Genesis got a port, too, maybe. <clears throat> Overall, like, you started up at the title screen, and there's a song, and it was pretty catchy. I was like, oh, this is cool. But it was, it was like, a really short loop, and, uh... Then the game starts, and you just hear engine noise. <laughs> the music stops, and it's just... Uh, is there any at all? Not, not during the gameplay at all. There's music at the title, and you press start, and there's music in the menu, and the menu, it says 4, I think 7, and 11, and I was like, I don't know what these mean. <laughs> and later on I found what out, it's, it's a, like, as you, as you progress, it's just a, it's basically Rad Racer, but you have like a shoot ability, but basically as you progress, like, through the first level, then it'd be like level 2, and at the title screen you could pick, like, level 1, or you could skip ahead to seven, or skip ahead to eleven, hmm. and it has uh, it has ninety nine like, rounds. Kind of like so it's kind of like yeah, that sounds really close to that. Yeah, yeah. I never actually played Mock Rider. That's it's, it's literally the same concept. Yeah, you're, you're driving on the bike, and then you can shoot ahead. Yeah, shoots. But essentially, essentially, it's Rat Racer, like the deal where like the car sprite sits like in the middle of the screen. And the sprite moves like left and right, but essentially the map's doing all the moving. But the real yeah. question is, does it have 3D? It did not. I pressed select. <laughs> I forget what happened. I pressed select. You can wear the glasses but, uh, if you want. Yeah, you can wear them. I just, I'll just wear them. Just, just look totally yeah. rad. <laughs> but anyways, you. It doesn't have a, a gas like in Rad Racer. You hold A and it like goes, and you can let go A. It slows down. In this, you press up and it locks your speed in. Like cruise control. Yeah, basically, you push up and it, and it locks you in, and you push down, and it slows you down. 
But like if you hit terrain or hit another car, it like instantly slows you down. Then you gotta keep bumping yourself back up again. Hmm. Which is, it's interesting because you don't actually like essentially have to hold anything. Huh. So you can like max your speed out and then move left and right to avoid stuff. Now was the arcade version the same deal? It seems kind of odd. Uh, like, I don't, I don't think it was. I didn't, I didn't look much in the arcade game, but I feel like it wouldn't have been. But those stand-up arcades, I think a lot of times they have the gas pedal. They have, yeah, they, like the stand-up ones would have the wheel, and then they have like a gas and brake, like kind of cut out in the bottom. Yeah, like I don't, like I don't kinda know why like they didn't. Was. Maybe it was like a cheap programming gimmick, like just lock speed in by turning, like pressing yeah. up. It just changes the variables and speed. But yeah, other than that, it was it, it, the game seemed very cheap. But then when I looked and found it was an arcade, I was like, oh, this yeah. makes sense. And it was yeah. it was hard. It was freaking hard. Yeah. <laughs> and you had a you had a gas meter and a, like a, a reserve tank. And you're oh, you can run out of gas. Yeah. So like as you're driving, you're you want to avoid the cars, and if you press B, you actually shoot a missile. Like like it's like a little pellet ball, and you can like destroy <laughs> the cars in front of you. Shooting yeah. And they, they drop they drop gas and there's also like green balls throughout which are your gas. And you wanna like manage your gas so you get to the end. That's yeah, really, that's yeah. really it. It's just like real life. Yeah. <laughs> the graphics were decent for NES. Just think I guess route racer graphics, like how much more can you do yeah, with like yeah. a track and a car? But everything seemed kinda washed out. Like the color kinda washed out and bland, like it wasn't real bright. There wasn't much to look at, so it was kind of like. Was uh, there like day and night cycles, or was it? Uh, there was like as you progressed through like a certain amount of like through three levels or something, the map changed colors. Oh, okay. That was kind of it. I'm just trying to think. I mean, you're saying about the shooting mechanic. I mean, what the heck is like the scenery around you? Like, is it like just just is it like a Mad Max type field? That's what no, I'm just it was just like think. green grass and a road. <laughs> And then every like yeah, every now and then a spaceship would come in what? and drop and drop you off. Just take an old ride yeah. with on Sunday. Yeah. And just drop you off like a, a cannon with limited ammo, which I got like a rocket one time, which like it shoots rockets, and then uh, a machine gun which has a fire rate, like a faster fire rate. Wow. And I was like, well this doesn't change much because I wasn't shooting anything anyway. <laughs> I was just avoiding the cars for the most part. But overall it it's an arcade, plain and simple. It was like it's designed to steal your quarters. That's yeah, what made it so much. hard. So when they it. when they port them, when they port arcade games to NES, it's like they're hard enough on NES yeah. normally. But if they're a yeah. port of an arcade on NES, that was just that era where it was like they. I guess they didn't know how good people were actually yeah. gonna be on the game. So they're like, screw it, make it as hard as you can. Yeah. <laughs> In my notes here, I'm basically just gonna read word for word here. It said. I told myself, feel free to not play this game. <laughs> Rad Racer is a step up in pacing and music. Graphics are about the same if we're gonna do a comparison game to graphics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, like if you're it's gonna play, it's a crappy Rad Racer. If you're gonna play a game like this, I feel like play Rad Racer. At least you have music. Yeah. You yeah. you start the game, music, like the gameplay starts, and it's rain. It's all you uh, hear. So you said you didn't play Mock Rider. I kind of uh, no, I kind of no. wonder which one you think. Would be better in that regard. Yeah, well, isn't there music at least in Rock Mock Rider? Yeah, it's got I that feel catchy like, tune. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that like turned me off completely. Like, I want to hear the engine noises, but I don't want to just hear engine noises. Yeah. Like, it, it's just off-putting. Does, does this one actually, you know, if this game has an end? Or if it's just arcade? Uh, I think I looked it up, and I think it's 99. Like, at 99, I think it, it might be just <laughs> game over or whatever. Yeah. Like, here's or your... Just go back to one. Yeah, or like, here's your score or yeah, something. One of those deals okay. Yeah, but it was... With how hard it was, and not, like, being able to put more quarters in to keep playing, yeah. I feel like getting to the end would be, like, a really big hassle. 
that's that's really all I have to say about that game. One round through. Beautiful. All right. Well, my second game is going to be Hit the Ice. It was a hockey game. It was initially released in arcades in 1990 by Taito, and the publisher was. Taito in Japan and Williams in the USA. Uh, it was released for NES, Super NES, Genesis Mega Drive, Game Boy, and Turbo Graphics. Uh, the arcade did have a four-player option, 2v2, but consoles were only two players. The NES version was not commercially released, and it's definitely the most unique out of them. Um, it added a role-playing quest mode not present in any of the other versions. <laughs> Uh, it was kind of like world. It was. It, it's kind of like world court tennis for the turbo. It's the same thing. Yeah. You start out and you like random battles with people, but it's just a tennis yeah. match. You think that would be such a terrible concept? Yeah, but yeah it, it works. Always works. Freaking Mario yeah. Ball, Mario, Mario tennis. Mario tennis yeah. And then oh and then throughout all the games, these are all. I mean, for pretty much, I I played every version, um, but in all the games. Uh, there are very few rules. You have special moves that would normally be illegal, such as slashing, tripping, elbowing, and kicking the opponents in the yeah. groin, which you see kicking in the Genesis. Kicking the in the groin. <laughs> yeah, in the Genesis version, you can see that. I remember, uh, me, I actually did play the Super Nintendo one with you, Grant. Uh, and <laughs> do, you, do you remember that's this the one game? We like, that's when we talked about, like, oh, it was a slugfest. Yeah, and like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we just, I remember just fighting, like, nonstop. I thought there was, like, a check button, and we just kept pushing it repeatedly, and it looked like he was instantly stumbling. If that's the game I'm thinking oh, of, I think it was just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so great. It is what I think is. We just, we just messed around with it. I don't yeah. know it but, uh, you, you can get into fights. If you lose the fight, you're not penalized, but you become sluggish for a while. You don't move mm. very fast. Um... If you lose multiple fights, you lose, uh, like, your, your character leaves uh, with an injury. I think it, like, uh, some guys in an ambulance come and pick you up. Uh, you do have a super shot, which does need to be charged before you shoot. Um, first, the turbo version I played. Uh, the visuals are pretty good. They're pretty cartoony looking. Uh, the, the look of the characters and the referee, they do make funny expressions, and they kind of make some weird noises while you play. Uh, and this will be a theme throughout, but there is no music during gameplay. Uh, as you play, you only control one character fully with movement and shooting. Um, the other character that's on the field with you, if he gets the puck, you can only control the shot. He moves by himself. He'll, he'll automatically move towards the goal. Um, and if the other team makes it to your side, you do control the goalie moving up and down. Uh, to block in the in the goal, um, and once one, if you block it, then you can shoot it back out to one of your characters. It definitely feels very arcade. I, I feel like that's a that's a that's like a big loss in gameplay if you yeah. can't like control much. It's really kinda, like, it's strange. Going. I, I got used to it, but it is kind of strange. Now, which which one did you play the most? Uh, which version? I probably the Genesis version, and I'll get into that. But I think the arcade I played the most along uh, with the Genesis version. Did it feel like... I, I saw a little bit of the, the Super Nintendo one. I looked it up a little bit beforehand. And it looked like he was having... It said he was having a heck of a time trying to get it in the goal. Did you feel like it was hard to make goals? Uh, at first, but as I played, I seemed to get better at it. Um, you just kind of got to cheese it a little bit. It's it's It's... 
I won't say it's hard. It's kind of challenging, but um, it, it's it's. I mean, if I can score a goal in a sports mm-hmm. game, then anybody. <laughs> probably, he probably just played for like five minutes. Yeah. And- um, That's the nice. second one I played, I did have to get a ROM. Well, actually, I played it on, on the Wii U. I played. I had to play a ROM of it. Uh, was the NES version. Uh, this one had the quest mode, and on the overworld map screen, your character moves very slowly. It's a very slow-paced game. Uh, there is a random battle encounter, um, and they're all one-minute hockey games. Uh, I don't know why I wrote this and I can't remember, but I wrote the characters look like potatoes with limbs. <laughs> kind so, of. So spray work is perfect. And they look like potatoes. They look like potatoes wrapped in a cloth. And I just wrote very strange. Um, there is music during gameplay in this, and I, it's okay. It fits the game, but it's nothing you'd want to listen to outside of it. Uh, the game seems to run pretty smooth and looks decent on the NES. Uh, it's it's arcadey feeling, um, but the quest mode's a little bit involved. Uh, the next one I played was the Super Nintendo, and the first thing I said was, "Holy shit, this game is choppy." <laughs> this thing had to run at like 10 frames per second. Yeah, it looked cool, fantastic. Uh, you could see like the reflections of the characters in the ice. The sprites were pretty big. Uh, voices were good. Again, no music uh, while playing. It was a fun. Fun game, but it was just hard to get used to the really sluggish controls. The sprites definitely fit the look. Of the yeah, game, oh they yeah, just look like meat sacks. <laughs> Were they super <laughs> like slick, super buff? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Gray meat sack. I do, <laughs> not, like, the more I talk about, the more I remember playing. They do. Yeah. I mean, the graphics were really good, but man, that game was choppy. I don't know if I'm thinking of something else or not. But did this game have items or something? Like, did the Super Nintendo one? I, I know don't that sounds ridiculous. think so. I don't. I think it was Unless just. I'm you sound ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember items. From there was some it. hockey game I remember where I swear you could like put a banana peel on the on the. Yeah, bike. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> think you get anything. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, the next one, the next version I played, I played the Sega Genesis. Uh, definitely smoother than the Super NES, but it still has frame drops when it gets really action packed. Again, no music during gameplay. Uh, visuals were really good, but they weren't quite as good as the Super Nintendo. Um, and what I liked about this version is the second character that you don't control normally stays back. Like if you're going to go make a goal, he'll stay about the half court line, um, and he will kind of help with defense. Uh, in the other games, both characters kind of go up to the like if you have the puck your other character will follow you up there with the goal. So if they would intercept the puck and go all the way back, you have nobody back there but the goalie. Uh, so so I, he, it, it was it was kind of smart AI with that. Yeah. Um, it's very playable, a lot of fun. Definitely this one, the attacks were pretty brutal. I do remember one, I'm pretty sure I picked the guy up and threw him and he slid across <laughs> the and he And he got, <laughs> you know, you got your kicks in the groin. This one with the attacks were pretty, were pretty crazy. Uh, I guess it's like that was like the gimmicky thing for the game, right? Like how how like how much you could like fight, I guess. Yeah, it, there yeah. you could get in the a really capitalized good amount of yeah. fights with it. Yeah, uh, they're like you can fight in this game. <laughs> Let's see the the last version I played was the arcade. I played it on Mame. Uh, definitely, definitely the best version to play. Visuals were fantastic. The frame rate was very smooth. Again, no music during gameplay. That's surprising. Uh, though. I feel like they would have like yeah, they would have put music during yeah, at least something. Arcade, at least. Um, yeah, but like, overall, 
it was just a good fun time. It's probably the one I've spent the most time with. Uh, but I would definitely, if you can and want to play it, play the arcade version. If not, I would probably recommend the Sega Genesis version. Uh, and the or the Turbo version. They were both very good in my opinion. Did you play the arcade version on your arcade or just no? I at the time I was it was tore apart a little bit, so I didn't play it. So yeah. I just played it on my laptop with a controller. But even then, I was just like addicted so just, to playing so just it. Much fun, yeah, I just couldn't stop playing it. But yeah, um, definitely, definitely arcade version. Look at that NES one though, freaking RPG hockey. Yeah, it's interesting RPG to look at, but I, don't, I, don't, I do not make sense <laughs> together. Yeah. RPG? You got an RPG game or a hockey game? How about both? <laughs> you ever, did you ever see that one game Ryan played? It was a, a soccer game for Sega, and he he had a reproduction of it. But it was um, it was an RPG soccer game, yeah. but legit RPG. Like a guy would get a ball on the field, and it'd be like, "What do you do with it? Pass, shoot, like oh, well, like actual now. text boxes." And the center of the screen is like him moving. Yeah, and, and it's just a box in the corner of what you want to do. That's awesome. <laughs> it seems really off the wall. All right, you good on yours? Yes, I'm all. I'm all finished. All right, time for my second game. Let me bring it up here. Um, okay. Oh yeah, so I also wanted to highlight. I Google searched "Hit the Ice Arcade," and the first image is this awful image where it's like super. Oh sta yeah. it's super <laughs> staged. Like uh, you can tell how staged it is. It's someone's freaking garage. Yeah, and there's a, and the ref, no, the ref's got like a huge mustache. Like yeah. freaking quick, 80s. paint the floor white so it looks like ice. <laughs> all right, all right, act like you're shooting. Surprise! There's not blood laced everywhere <laughs> yeah. on the ground. You can fight this game. <laughs> okay, um, my second game is Blackthorn for Super Nintendo. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is I really like this game. I'll get into why later. Um, but it's, what is it based in? It basically Prince of Persia. Kind yes, of. kind of. It's uh, Ish. yeah, it's a platform. It's a platformer. I guess people have called it a cinematic platformer. I don't get Maybe that. Maybe because it go, it's a slower pace. Game. Yeah, but essentially, it's 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 a type of platformer <coughs> that Prince of Persia is. Yeah, it has that heavy feel to it. You have to like um, climb up stuff. Yeah, like you were. You have to take your time, like you actually yeah. would. Yeah, like it feels. It feels slow. like climbing on a ledge. Like <laughs> you shove your upper body up. <laughs> like crawling, crawling, yeah. climbing up. Yeah, but interesting. I didn't know this until I played it, but it was made by Blizzard. Yeah, I mean, wow. uh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, rock and roll racing. Yeah, I mean, their first thing was. Um, the Lost Vikings. That was their actual first game before wow. you know you got your work. They had quite a few stuff. games on the SNES. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's it's kind of in the same vein to it because that was a puzzle platformer. So and this has puzzle aspects to it. That's crazy. That they, like it's crazy. A company goes from making like puzzle platformers on Super Nintendo to making like the biggest MMO. For yeah, yeah, seriously. Like quite the jump over the time. Yeah. Um, this was, and it was 94 when this was released, um, but the game is about, <laughs> the main guy's name is Kyle, go figure, Kyle Blackthorn. And he looks like um, an 80s metal Yeah, it's metal completely awesome. Like, you're in this, the whole scene around you is, like, these aliens, and there's prisoners everywhere, like, or, I guess they look like goblins. Aren't they, like, orcs or something? Yeah, yeah I guess that's yeah, a better yeah, kind of like yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's the enemies you're fighting. And then you're this guy in a white, <laughs> in a white tank top and jeans <laughs> Don't you with a freaking yeah, shotgun. Yeah, with a shotgun. That's right. That's what the big thing is. This game is pr pretty much Prince of Persia with a shotgun, <laughs> which is awesome. 
Let's make Prince of Persia throw in a shotgun. Yeah, seriously. Um, but the plot, I mean, the plot's interesting. I'm not really going to go into too much with it. But in his home, he's from a different world. He He's on Earth currently when during the opening cinematic. But he gets sent back to his homeland because um, it's being overrun by this other race. Um, uh, the... The story itself in the manual is literally 18 pages long. Wow. 18 pages. So much backstory. Yeah. They, um, I mean, I had to look at it. I was like, my gosh, this is still going on. <laughs> I just wanted a quick description, but... Yeah. Yeah, so that's what you got. He's some guy coming back to his homeland and just shotgunning everything down. It's, I'm, I'm back awesome. with a shotgun. Um, it's 17 levels long and it's got a password system, but... They had a nice password system back then. They did the same thing with Lost Vikings. It's only four letters. I just realized something. That has more story than Doom does. <laughs> isn't Doom just one paragraph or something? Doom isn't really anything. It's literally Doom you're a space story. You're a space <laughs> marine. There's aliens. Kill them. All right. Yeah, that's okay. Doom doesn't need a story. The, the new it just game, there's a little done. bit of story, but there's literally more story in that game than Doom. Yeah, but I would rather have it that way than what Doom 3 was. Did you ever play that? No, and I don't want to play it. I mean, I don't know if it's a bad game. I know Ryan likes it. I, I know he had people, it I know people were pretty divided on it. Yeah, but that, I mean, the, the, way, Doom, the way Doom did it, I liked it then. Um, so, the gameplay itself... Um, well, actually, I'll talk about what's why I got into it quick. Um, as anytime I'm going through my ROM list, there's that Blackthorn game. Yeah. <laughs> I always uh, know I want to play through it. And actually, I saw you were the first guy I saw play it. You yeah. and I. Um, I know you were playing it. You were. Do you remember a little bit? You're yeah. in the mines. Yeah, I remember we got through. Me and, me and Ryan might have got through the first area or something. Yeah, I saw. I saw you play it. You were in the mines. You got pretty far. I think you're at the last level of it. Ryan played it. Got to the exact same point. Then I see this game. I'm like, okay, I gotta see what's after the mines. <laughs> I gotta yeah. get out of these I think, mines. I think we were just digging through his, yeah. his modded Xbox, like digging through the ROMs. We we're like, what's this game? Yeah, but it was. It's def. I really like this game though for sure. And the the other cool thing is like the dark atmosphere this game really has. Like it's bleak. It's yeah. <laughs> you're walking by prisoners constantly. You can kill the prisoners if you really. Yeah, want. I remember you let me play it. Yeah. And like the second screen of the game, there was a guy hanging, and I just shot him. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, those don't, don't aren't they like chained with by their wrists, and when you shoot them, their body goes like limp. Yeah. yeah. Like they're hanging there. Yeah, it's like it's pretty. like they'll fall over. Yeah. There's some that are chained, and they're they're just decomposed skulls now. Oh. Like it's yeah, it's bleak. brutal. <laughs> Nintendo's getting a little edgy. <laughs> <laughs> and now and now they went backwards. Yeah. Splatoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it's good. I, I had no idea, but <laughs> I heard it's good. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been on a play because it's freaking Nintendo. Yeah. Fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> you can hear his thoughts on the previous episode if you haven't heard. Pretty much. <laughs> Okay, anyway, uh, about the gameplay, it's, like I said, Prince of Persia with a shotgun. Um, it has, the combat's interesting because it's, it's kind of methodical, it's got a root, it's, the whole game is slow paced, but, um, the way they did it for this game, it just works out, um, like you have, if you're, if you see a guy, he'll go into cover, and then they kind of expect you to do the same thing. So now you're trading 
and you're gonna trade fire like going in and out of cover. So you almost have like so. little gunfights. Yeah, gun yeah. Fights. I did enjoy how that was when I played it. It yeah. was pretty cool. Like, yeah. I don't remember too much. I remember the mines, I remember the shotgun, but like hearing this stuff is cool, like more into the game than what I saw. Yeah. So I mean going into cover, all you do is press up and then you actually fade into the back screen. And you can fade into it even if there's nothing there. Oh, so yeah. he somehow finds cover. But <laughs> but that's how you trade fire and then you'll do some shots. Um, maybe get in a hit or two, he'll t the enemy will take cover and you trade that way. But then you might run into a situation where there's like two or three, so now you really have to you'll be, be careful when you come minutes. out. Yeah, you being y'all have to really take your time weaving like, in and out of their gunshots to get shots on. Is it like one shot kills on what like when they shoot you? Like if they shoot you are you dead right away? Or no, you have, like you, you have a health bar and I mean the enemies they take a few hits too for the yeah. most part. Because I know in Prince of Persia like almost everything was like one hit kills. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you fall too far, you, you walk off the edge of like a hair and you fall You still you still have that. Um you can fall too you can fall to your death if you go too far. Um, I think there is spikes, but that that really didn't kill me. But it's pretty fair. I think Prince of Persia was a little bit more uh, surprise tactics, but yeah, it was not so much this game. It's it, it really like, tries to be fair. Yeah, Prince of Persia like learned the patterns of the levels, which is what <laughs> kept me going too. Like if it was if it was a lot of cheap deaths, I wouldn't I wouldn't have kept pursuing it. Um, but, and just the. It's the whole slow-paced feel is just interesting. Like you really have to take your time to get up things, um, and you will even have to get like a running start to make it over a long. Yeah, time. I remember trying to jump yeah. over that freaking gap for like five minutes. You and would, I couldn't do it. I found it pretty easy. Like after after I got used to it a few times, like yeah. I knew. Sometimes, you you, sometimes you're a little afraid of making long jumps, but after a while, I got comfy with it. Does it have a slide nice. feature? No, not like, that. I remember, I remember played that game, the one game we used to play Charles a lot, Nosferatu. Yeah. Which is like Prince of Persia, but you can slide. Yeah. That was, I think, a little bit more. Is that? That's a little bit more lucid, I think, yeah. compared to this. It's it's like it, you move a little faster in that game. Yeah. Um, again, the dark atmosphere is great. Um, it it has a very subtle soundtrack, like. It's dark but driving. It really so it's like, it's like the ambient like yes, background. very ambient, but yeah. it, and it works. I guess yeah. That in the second level it actually picks up a bit, but it's cool because it's like a forest and it's actually like raining and storming the whole time. But it's like a fast kind of jungle beat to it, oh, and that cool. gives it a cool feel. <laughs> I just love when you see the prisoners. They really drive home how dark this game is. Like in the first level, they're chained up everywhere, and if you talk to them, they they say "Curse Sarlek," which is like the the main oh, bad guy. Bad guy yeah. Curse him, and he's like, "One day our people will rise." Like you see it everywhere, and then you shoot him with a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> one day our people will rise. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I kept forgetting to mention this, but with your shotgun, you can shoot it backwards with one hand. So does he like? Does he stay facing forward? Yes, like yes, and he shoots the shotgun behind that's him. Awesome. That's that's just fantastic. And later on, you can get they people will give you a better gun, which it just fires faster, and that's it. So he can shoot this shotgun just <laughs> one hand, <laughs> one arm like that. It's it's beautiful. Um. So and the. The final boss is kind of interesting. I'm not going to go into too much with it, but 
they kind of have a fast-paced final boss for this slow-paced game. Oh, so yeah. I thought that was another <coughs> interesting thing. Like I said, I don't want to ruin it, but... So it, <coughs> not to like, yeah, to ruin it, but does it like... Does it throw you off? Because most of the game is like relatively slow and this boss is like faster. It definitely gives you a feeling of like... He's moving so quick. How how the hell am I ever gonna do this? But raises your blood pressure. Yeah, but I mean, if if you take your time and figure it out, like it actually is manageable. Yeah, like you can see so, his patterns and stuff. Like I think fun. out of the complaints I heard about this game, I mean, I I really loved it. But that's the one thing I heard complaints about. It it didn't take me too long to get through that part, so um, yeah. it didn't knock too much for me. Um, I kind of wish the combat was just a slight bit deeper, though. Because I think the one thing they could have done was... Um, I mean, you can crouch. If you could have crouched behind something for cover. The only way you can take cover is actually... Either back. get out of their view or press up. To, yeah. to take cover. Like, I thought it would have been cool if you had to... Duck beneath, like... Just a little bit of terrain. And then pop back up to take shots. It would have given a real gunfight kind of feel. Yeah. Um, but I think the game's cool. If you've ever seen it, um, and if it sounds interesting, I'd, I'd look it up. And if it if it looks like you're kind of the kind of game you'd like to play, I'd, I'd say definitely go for it. Because it's, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It's weird because I kind of found it relaxing in a weird sense. Like, there's there's long jumps you have to make which, which make you stressed out. But the... Like the atmosphere kind of... Yeah, and it's, it's slow-paced. I didn't feel rushed by anything. Yeah. I beat Lost Vikings, which is the first game they made on Super Nintendo, I believe. And, I mean, that's a puzzle platformer, but there's... It's it's hard as hell, and it's very stressful. Like, to you might have to hurry up to get a section to work right. And yeah. there's three people you have to control. Yeah, I remember that game. You have to, you have to juggle all yeah. the It's not quite the same game, but I thought it was a relaxing feel to it. Like, uh, this was a relaxed kind of feel game. It was slow-paced, and it lets you think. So yeah, I, I definitely like this game. Out of the three I played, I like this one the most. So, that's, that's it for my game. My second one, anyway. Yeah. And I guess I'll be diving into my second game here. Of course, again, like I said, it's just another, it's just another NES game that was in that lot. A game that I have like little, like connection to or anything. It's Double Dare for NES. Ooh. It's based on the Nickelodeon game show, which I never watched. So, again, like I, I <laughs> like really no, I know, I know like nothing about this game. I literally was like, I gotta give it a try because it's in my collection here. So you start the game up, and then it's like, it has a really catchy music, but it's really short. Like it's short loops, like it's catchy, but then the loops are short, and it, and it's basically the same theme throughout the game, but they shorten it, like for different events, which is weird to me. I was like, I kind of use the same song the and theme just theme from the show. I listen to the theme from the show. It is not. It is <laughs> completely different. <clears throat> it's basically it's a Nickelodeon game show turned NES game, and oh, I, I mean, I I kind of captured it. I guess I never actually watched the show, but I assume it captured the. The actual what TV show, the show. I know nothing about it. Okay, so in the game, at least, I didn't. I didn't look into the show itself. But in the game, there's there's two rounds of trivia questions. Well, actually, you start you start off by playing like a mini game, and all the mini games play exactly the same. There's a there's a there's like a, a meter at the bottom. Think like the golf meter in like a like a video game golf, like where it goes to the left, which is 
like your speed and then it goes back which is your accuracy Kinda but in this golf like yeah, yeah. but in this game the meter goes left and it's your it's your speed and it comes back and it's your angle which is always like up and down like the first game I played which is the the game to determine who goes first in the actual game show was you had to throw a banana into a monkey's hand <laughs> so there was like there was like an animated monkey on the wall like moving his hands up and down so you had to time your speed and angle to get the, to get the banana into his hand and of course I lost to the computer because yeah, I was like I don't know what I'm doing so this sounds like a good game so far no. <laughs> and at then, first I was like a real monkey wouldn't he try to catch it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. It an yeah, movie. it's like basically like a picture on the wall, and those hands are moving like, up and yeah, down. Yeah, okay. And then you that throw the sense. banana. So you basically time your speed and your angle so the banana lines up yeah. into his hand. I just want to hear more about these bananas. <laughs> <laughs> There's more games like that which are terrible. I'll, I'll get into those. Great. <laughs> but anyways, it's just it's basically after that the of course the computer ended up going first, and it's all just general knowledge trivia questions. I have some examples. It was like, what what U.S. state is closest to Russia? What marsupial is native to the U.S.? Like just general mm. random trivia. It, it wasn't like all science or all this. It was it was like a good mix. Um, after that, you get an ABC. It's all multiple choice. It's ABC or Dare. And if you pick Dare, you're you're thinking that the like the other team can't answer it. And if they can't answer it, you get the points. Okay. But if they answer it, they actually get double points. And if you don't, and if you don't think they can answer it, you can actually do double dare, which then doubles the points and throws it back to them. Hmm. And if they honestly can't answer the question, you get the opportunity to do a physical challenge. And by physical challenge, they mean more shitty, <laughs> shitty mini games. Yes. So I, I did actually like did the dare, double dare, physical challenge one time in like the three rounds that I played and the physical challenge I got was you had to throw a ring onto your teammate's head he had like a helmet with a little like like things sticking out the top yeah, and he had to throw that, yeah, yeah, yeah. he had to throw a ring <laughs> into his hat so like at first you control the meter which throws the ring and then you control the character which you move like left and right and like front, like forward and back so it's pretty tough to like line this up, I, I kept throwing the rings and they all missed, and I was like, "This is awful." So all these mini games are just throwing things. They're all throwing things. Yeah, there was <laughs> there was also one. I think I dig through my notes here. Uh, yeah, the banana and the monkey, the ring on the partner's head. There's a pie that you throw at a clown's face on the wall. <laughs> Some other ones I don't even remember. They're all they were just all awful. But so you do a round. You do one round and. Uh, it's it wasn't really it didn't seem like because I kept answering like a ton of questions. It seemed like after you after each team missed like three questions, the round was over. Like it almost seemed like you could just play on for a long time. But then there was that round, and then there was like a break between rounds, which was another physical challenge, which was awful, and the computer won every time. And then there was like the second round, which was everything was double points. And then after the second round, if the computer wins, the game ends. But if you win, you actually go to this obstacle course. Where you throw things. No, you, you, oh. actually, you, actually, you actually run, Dang. but the controls are really bad. Huh. So you... Get out your power pad and start running. <laughs> essentially, yeah. essentially to, you have to run to like an obstacle. They, they like do a pan across to show you all the obstacles. Yeah. And to start the game, I was like, alright, let me just like tap A or something. And I was like, nope, that doesn't work. Let me push right. And he like 
jiggled. The character jiggled. And I was like, what? So I pushed left and he jiggled again. Oh, so I like, was like, no! You had to push left and right. Oh, it's like freaking no. winter games when yeah. they're ice skating. Oh. So the power pad oh. might actually help oh. out. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. So you had to, so you had to push left and right to run. And that's all you did. The, like the obstacle was like crawl through a tube, and you just keep pressing to crawl through the tube. Yeah. Climb over a mountain, do monkey bars. But then at the end, you get to a flagpole with a flag on it, and as soon as you get to that area, the controls are normal. Press left, you move left. Press right, you move right. <laughs> and I didn't know that, so okay. I was like still pushing left to right. My character was like shaking back and forth. <laughs> I was like, what is happening now? So you have to line yourself up, and you have to line yourself up like pixel perfect to press A and jump to grab this flag. Wow. And then after you do that, he hands it off, and the, like the next guy runs to the next obstacle. I want to watch this show now. Oh, and then, and then I like I tried to get, I got through like four obstacles in time right now, and there was like probably eight obstacles. Like I barely Jeez. got halfway by the time by the time it ran out. But then huh. after that, I won, and I'll, I'll look at what I had written down. I, I won. It's like you got some prizes. Uh, TV, VCR, yeah. Ripley? At the end of the, sh at the end of the show, yeah, choose your prizes. <laughs> I want a watch, a stereo, a pool table, a tent, and a bike. Wow. And I was like, man, this You're is pretty, this is pretty yeah. sweet. Anyways, as far as, like, as, far as graphics go. Yeah, it spoils. <laughs> the graphics were bright and colorful. There wasn't a lot like to look at. Again, just kind of like... Robots, there wasn't a lot. There was a lot of stripes and checkers, which, like, <laughs> yeah, if, if you look at the show, like, that was in the 90s, like, the bright pinks oh, yeah. and greens and yellows, like, checkers and stripes. Like, it really captured, like, the feel of what the show would have been. But the sprite work is pretty gross. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, it's really lumpy. Everything looks really lumpy, but then they, sh like, the characters sit, like, at booths, and it's just their, like, their head. And if you answer a question right, they, like, smile. If they don't, they frown. That's kind of it. Yeah. Um, music was catchy, but forgettable and loopy. I think I talked about at the beginning. Uh, my general consensus, uh, it's okay, it's really short. I feel like it would be a lot more fun with two people, because you'd actually be like playing each other. Or at, like, yeah, a, or at, like a party. We're at a party, because then you could all sit around and like answer trivia questions together. But since games are like super short, it would make it, would make it easy to play multiple times in like like in a party setting mm -hmm. like because it's only two rounds and like what three physical challenges and then the obstacle course the game was okay a, would you say probably stick with the other game shows on nes like yeah your, but your but, jeopardies your wheel of fortune yeah but thing. overall like if you if you were like at a party setting playing retro stuff and you're like let's play like a game it would like, probably be fun it'd be fun because it's like just general trivia questions that most people know at least yeah like I can't do Jeopardy because I'm an idiot. And that's yeah. Well, these were simple. Like, like I said, they were <laughs> that. They were, and then you got to put the freaking word in. You got to time yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You got to spell it right. These were easy. Oh, you spelled weather wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. whether you like it or not. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hop in, Steve. Well, my last game, and this is quickly because oh. I, I think I I didn't write a whole lot down. Uh, but my last game is going to be Dragon Spirit Woo! for the NES. Now, I originally didn't want to do it because I love shooters and even bland shooters are good to me. <laughs> so it was kind of, I didn't want to just throw one in and just be me giving it glowing reviews. Um, but Dragon Spirit was originally released in arcades June 20th, 1987, published by Namco. It was later released on the TurboGrafx-16 in 1989, and the NES sequel was in 1990. 
Now I'll be mainly focusing on the NES version, uh, but the Turbo Graphics version I did play. Uh, for that one, there's no difficulty select. Usually in shooters, you get um, a difficulty select in the settings, uh, but this one did not have that, and it definitely felt harder than the NES version. Uh, the visuals are, are pretty nice, very colorful, uh, with pretty good music. Um, from what I've heard, that this follows the arcade version pretty much pretty well. We're dying over here. We're, look, we're looking at we're looking at pictures from the the double dare, like the monkey, no, the monkey sorry, catching I the banana. <laughs> Just show him. He had the. <laughs> oh, it looks awful. <laughs> Looks terrible. Yeah, <laughs> so we kind of we kind of ruined that one. I'm there. sorry. Yeah, thanks, Please continue, <laughs> please continue Steve. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did like what I saw of this game. I will say that. Uh, the Turbo version follows the arcade pretty well, from what I hear. It's my consensus is it's fun, but it's it's definitely tricky and it's kind of hard. So it's not like a like I know a lot of Turbo games. They're they're like oh it's a pure arcade port. Like it wasn't. It's it's close, but it's not like visually. It's not. But I think the levels are the same. You you beat this game though, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Now the difference with the NES version, apparently, this is supposed to be the sequel to the arcade and turbo version. It's called Dragon Spirit Something Warrior. I, Spirit Wars. I don't know. It, it has a, like a subtitle to it. Um, when you start the game, there's like a starting zone, and if you beat the starting zone and beat the boss the game will start you on normal mode. If you die in the starting area, it'll start you on easy mode. So it's kind of... They're basically yeah, testing you for your... It's kind of a weird way to do it. It kind of wastes time if you mm. just want to play on easy. Um, they're kind of like, how good are you at this game? Yeah. yeah. That's actually cool. I don't it's think I've ever it's seen interesting, that. but easy mode's kind of dumb because it skips every other level. So you're yeah, playing... So, it makes it like a, so you're a playing level game. like... One, then you go to three. I know a uh, magical chase. Didn't that do that? I think too? so. Yeah, yeah that's they, it's like they want you level. to play on normal. Yeah, that's how that's how a lot of shooters feel. I did beat it on both easy and uh, normal, uh, and this this game is pretty awesome. Uh, really good music fits the game well. The pacing is good. It starts you off pretty easy, and it gets fairly tricky in the end. Um, and it just progresses very naturally, and it feels good as it introduces new enemies, uh, new obstacles. Uh, now, the one reason why I did pick this game is because this sci-fi stuff I don't like, like dragons and, and space stuff. It's I'm not into that, which is why I kind of passed this game on. Um, but once I started playing it, it was actually very enjoyable. Uh, I did like the power-ups that were in the game. You can get power-ups that your dragon, uh, it'll like add a head onto him, so he'll be like a three-headed dragon, so he shoots like a three-way shot, and uh, different types of shots, like you got like a normal shot, your fireball, all kinds of stuff, it's That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I like when games, like where it's not just a cliche ship, yeah. and now you have an actual creature you're controlling. Yeah, it, it, That's it, a cool feel. When, yeah. when I think of like a, there's not, I feel like there's not many dragon shooters, when I think of one, I always think of that... The Panzer, Panzer Pan Dragoon. Yeah, yeah, I always think of that. But that's like a, that's kind of like an on rail, isn't it? Like yeah, it, it's it's kind of like a Star Fox, basically. Yeah, like but that's like behind the dragon. Yeah. yeah, which is cool. Like because you're actually like a rider on a dragon. Yeah, oh so. yeah, that was a big. Everybody loves that game. Star Fox, did you? Uh 
Um, the game, it doesn't look bad. I'll say it looks kind of bland. Um, but it was, I think, I mean, it was 1990, so it wasn't, like, real early. But it definitely doesn't look amazing. But it's, it's, it's serviceable. It looks, it looks fine enough. Um, I didn't notice any, like, slowdown or anything while it gets crazy while playing. Um, I will say, if you're in the shooters, definitely try it. Uh, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, on easy and normal mode. I, I did enjoy it, uh, for the, for the sci-fi theme that it kind of has. Um, like I said, I normally don't like that stuff, but, but this game was definitely fun, so. I check did, it out. I did like... I mean, I'm huge into, like, video game soundtracks and stuff. <laughs> Most of the time, music will drive me to play a game, to be honest. But I know Steve sent me one or two tracks from this game. Yeah, it was soundtrack. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Stage 2, I think it's the lava level mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, but I think it's one of those games where it doesn't really have... Oh, it didn't have percussion. Yeah, the, some of the yeah. tracks don't have, like, the drum in the background. That's, that's weird. Did, did it yeah. still sound good, though? Yeah, like? but, I mean, it's good tracks. Um, the the Stage 2 music, like I'm talking about, it's, like, the bass is driving. Like, it's, it's I think it's, like, a constant fast beat to it. And it um, it just gives an intense kind of feel. Yeah, like, I, kinda, kinda I like the how... It as, like, it's percussion, like... Yeah, yeah and that's that's what I thought was cool. Like, it didn't do a whole lot, but it still sent a strong message. The final like boss kind of and, and other stages do use drums, but just that... Oh, it, it was very, yeah, it was very, like, Mega Man-ish. Um, it, 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 sound, it sounds awesome, so... I would definitely check it out. Right. Some good shooter to get into. Are you good? Mm-hmm. All right. It's time for my last game. Um, <coughs> I had a, a little bit here. Um, my last game was Legacy of Cain Soul Reaver for PS1. Um, this was on other... What else was... It was released for... It was on Dreamcast. Yeah, that was a year later. It was released uh, 1999 on PlayStation and computer, I believe. And then it's on... Uh, Dreamcast as well. Yeah, because remember when I when I got my Dreamcast, I did like the I did like the generic Google search like best games on the Dreamcast because I don't know what to buy. You know, like, <laughs> and that was that was in there. They said it's a really good Dreamcast. Yeah, it's from what I heard. I think that's probably the way you should play this game. But <clears throat> I don't I don't have the connections for Dreamcast, and I don't even know if it's hard to get on that or not. To be honest, um, but it's and it's not expensive now. It's like a ten dollar game. I don't think any of the games we've played so far are expensive. Yeah, at, all. at least at least the games I've played. I've yeah, played. like you can get Dragon Spear for like five or six bucks. Yeah, not. I don't. I didn't really check mine, but I don't think they're that expensive. Maybe Blackthorn, maybe a little bit. Um, but this is um, this is a third person action adventure type game. I mean, think you're Orc Reign of Time. I guess you can even say like Banjo Kazooie, that sort of thing. Yeah. Is it? Um, is it like? I guess it's third person. Like, is the camera kind of up and back? Yeah, that sort of style. Yeah. So kind of like a slight overhead type feel. Um, the game's about a vampire named Raza Raziel. Um, this is actually a sequel. I guess I should have said that. Um, the first the first game in the series was called. Uh, it was Blood Omen. I can't remember the whole name to it, but it, Blood Omen was the first one, then Legacy of Cain was after that, and there may be, there might be two or three more after this. Um, uh, there's definitely another Soul Reaver game. Um, but anyway, you're, you play as Raz, 
Raziel, um, and I guess following the events of the first game, um, Kane is your master, um, but you actually surpassed Kane. Um, Raziel grew wings, and the Kane got jealous of it. So what he did was he ripped rips his wings off right away Jeez. and tosses them into a lake of these dead souls. So pretty much it's he's supposed he's banished to it for eternity, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he awakens. Uh, he gets awakened by this voice. And he actually grants him essentially like a new life. Oh, yeah. Um, so is your character like dead? Yeah, I guess you could say. Well, he's <clears throat> he's undying, I guess. He's he's yeah. immortal. But the cool thing on, about this, though, is I mean, he was a vampire, but he doesn't have a thirst for blood. Not like I'm gonna suck, and it's not yeah. I'm gonna suck your blood. When you think like, like Dracula or something. Yeah. No, it's instead of blood, he feasts on souls now. So it's a yeah. different take on vampires. It's pretty cool. Um, what else here? Uh, the fight styles, I guess you could say, are like Orcarina of Time as well. Like you have a lock-on system. Pretty, It's very vague, but you have a lock-on. Yeah, what's your main like, attack or weapon? It's just literally like, like your slashing fist. away your fist. <laughs> you do get, I guess you could say you get a blade later on. Well, you do get a blade called the Soul Reaver, um, which that's awesome. Um, but it, it sort of feels hack and slash to it, um, but it's very auto-aim, like lock-on type fighting, dodging in and out of attacks. I mean, most of the time, really, I just just went balls deep and just <laughs> punched the <laughs> shit out of people. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> like we were just talking about, the thing that really drove me to try this game was... On another podcast I heard, um, it's called Pixelated Audio. That's a really cool podcast. They dive into like game soundtracks, and they'll like break down the channels and stuff. They had an episode where they let a bunch of people on and play their favorite tracks. And one of the one, the one guys, I think it was the last guy that was on. His favorite track was the intro music to this game, and it's really good. Really dark. Really. It's uh, just intense. Yeah, it's PlayStation just it like orchestrated music. Yeah. Um, There's like a lot of synthy stuff. Yeah, it's it's like a Darth synthy synthy kind of sound. It was actually made by a real band, and the band's called Information Society. And even further, um, the composed well, the lead singer for that band, I believe, is actually the composer for this game. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> That's actually awesome. Yeah, like they. The intro song that I'm talking about was actually on an album they made like two years before this game was out. He just decided, hey, I'm going to use it for the intro, and man, it works good. <laughs> well, I heard this a while ago. Let's throw it in. Yeah, it it's, out. <laughs> uh, it's so good, though. I mean, as soon as I heard it, I was like, what is this? I got I to gotta look this up. And it, like, I knew I heard of the game, but after I saw it, I knew I had to play it. Um, really dark atmosphere, which, I mean, it's... <laughs> I really like that kind of thing. Um, it almost feels raw in a sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you see humans throughout the game, and you can just murder them at will. <laughs> Take you souls. don't see many, but if you see them, yeah, you just you punch them, they're dead. <laughs> um, uh, the gameplay itself... I guess the one cool thing about it is you can actually shift in between... Uh, it's called... The material plane, 
and the spectral realm. Um, you start in the spectral realm, you are thrown into like the spirit world. Um, but at certain points you can actually sh shift back into the like the physical realm, I guess, where humans are and such. I mean, you don't see them much. Uh, with the story, the vampires took over, so now they rule the lands. But to see them, you have to be in the physical realm. But you'll have to switch in between the two to get past uh, obstacles and such. Like, it'll shift the terrain. <clears throat> like, you'll see pillars that are small in the physical realm, but then stretch out and tower in the spirit oh, realm. That's kind of cool. You can, like, like flop back yeah. between to get through different elements of the game. And yeah. Then the general premise is you're killing... You do. You end up killing like people of the past vampire clans, and stealing their powers. I know the first guy you encounter when you kill him. If you're in the spirit world and you see a gate, you can like shift through the gate. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So it was like the <clears throat> so the story kind of makes me think of. I don't know if you ever played the the God of War games, where like Kratos gets like basically kicked out. Yeah. And then he fights yeah. his way through all the gods. To like yeah, yeah. it's not quite like that hack and slash, but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of yeah. has that sense. Like too. he like he fights his way back through yeah. to get back what he lost, I guess. Yeah, um, fighting is very lock on based, um, punching and dodging. That was the time I just like I said, balls deep, punch their faces <laughs> in. Oh, but to kill them, they don't actually die unless they're exposed to something that would kill. Kind of, kind of a thing that would kill a vampire. Like, if you knock, you can punch them as much as you want, but you're only knocking them out. To kill them, you have to, you have to like throw them into fire, put them in sunlight, kind of thing, or mm -hmm. even take like a weapon on the wall and impale them with it, and then, Jeez. then their soul is released, and you can suck that up for health, which is interesting in the beginning. Um, in the spirit realm, your health regenerates. When you're in the physical realm. Uh, your health decreases, and that's why you need the souls to keep keep your health up. What are what are boss fights like? Were they were they like fast paced? No, it's all the ones I've had were pretty slow. It's more about figuring out what you need to do to kill them. Yeah, I mean that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. The last boss I faced, um, <laughs> it he was. You don't really die, but if, if he knocks all your health out, you get sent back to the the first room of the game. But there's warp gates to help you get along. Oh, yeah. But I was fighting this guy, and, and they're all kind of like, just like I said, they're kind of puzzles, and you have to figure out what it will take to kill the boss. So <laughs> I had a few drinks playing this game, I'm, and I figured it out right away. I was like, any other time I would be overthinking this and not... Yeah, I wouldn't solve this puzzle. Right <laughs> so it helped you out. Yeah, like I just had a relaxed feel. You're and like, oh, that's was easy. like, that's easy. why not? Maybe this will work. <laughs> oh yeah, it did perfectly. Yeah, um, but but yeah, I, I I think it's I think it's a pretty cool game. Um, it's definitely got some faults. Like it's aged, kind of a lot of the the 3D games now. Like the early 3D games we're seeing, they're. Some of them are starting to look aged, N64 era. Like the real, yeah. like real blocky kind yeah. of hardware. There's some, there's some N64 games that, like, I'm not one to bash like older graphics, but some of those N64 games that, like, the graphics are so blocky and blobby, it's like uh, the textures are so awful. Yeah. 
I'm one. I'm one to judge that. <laughs> Especially the N64, I feel, got hit the worst. Yeah. Some of those. And like, the textures are like over textured, I guess. Yeah, <coughs> it can, it definitely can be hard to kind of uh, get into that, get into a game because of the those old 3D graphics. Yeah. I think the more I think about, it, they actually do look pretty good for their time. But yeah, they they I mean, they pulled off a lot with with the like limited amount of polygons they had. Yeah, like they're like we have this many, we're gonna try to get it all in there. Uh, the voice acting is really good. That was the one thing I did like about this game. Like, I mean, I've had one or two games where the voice acting is so bad that I can't touch like, it. Yeah, you can't even... There's a game called Grandia. It's like an RPG oh, on PlayStation. Oh, i that, yeah. It's bad. The voice acting? Yeah, the gameplay is awesome. Don't people love those games, though? They do, but... I don't think you can turn off the voices. I can't do it. <laughs> I abs... I mean... Just mute the TV. Oh, cutscene. Boop. It's literally like if I ask my mom, mom and sister to voice a game, like that's what the equivalent. Like of stiff one, and still, like one take, yeah. and they were like, "That's yeah, good, yeah. that's good enough." Mega Man Eight stuff. Uh, Mega Man <laughs> <laughs> or Mega Man X Four cuts. Uh, oh no! What am I fighting for? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Proposal. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of enemy types. I kind of wish they improved on that. Um. But you'll fight different enemies within the physical and spirit realm. I thought that was cool. Like, you'll instantly see them, like, fade away if you're shifting between worlds. Yeah. And then it's a different type of enemy. Um, camera is piss poor, like <laughs> many 3D platformers. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can shift the camera yourself, but that's it. Yeah, does it, is it like, does it kind of try to follow you? Like behind yeah, you pretty well. at the beginning it does. Um, you can shift it with the back trigger buttons, like just yeah. left and right, and that's it. You can't. Oh, I guess you can stop and then look yourself, but you can only look at like what's in front of you. Oh yeah. So yeah. it's it's not that great, <laughs> the camera anyway. Um, um, and there's no map. This is a pretty big game. That was the one thing they definitely should have had for this game. Like and you feel like you get lost, I guess. Yeah. After you beat an area, a voice kind of tells. After you get out of the area, the voice, the voice at the beginning that brought you back, tells you where to go. But it'll say, "Oh, you need to go to the pillars beyond Nosgoth." Well, first off, I don't know You're where like, that is. You're like, what are you is. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where Nosgoth? Was that like two laps ago or something? Like, <laughs> I mean, I saw it, some pillars, but <laughs> yeah. And that's what it's, yeah, it told me to go to these pillars. The area I had to go was like inside a, an arena looking area. It didn't look like pillars at all to me. <laughs> so it's, it can be very vague in that sense and it's easy to get lost. It has warps to kind of help you out there, but otherwise it should have had a map. Um, this is, this has a good score on Metacritic though for its time. Um, I mean, I know sometimes Metacritic isn't the best thing to go by, but yeah. I think people consider this a classic game, and I'd say it's worth looking into for that sense. I mean, I like, think give it a shot and see what people are talking about. Yeah, it's it is to me. It feels a little dated, and I feel like people are going to give it flack for that. But if it's something you're interested in, yeah, take a look. Um, but one thing I'll say is, I know it's it's ported on Steam. Do not play it on Steam. It is you can't plug in a controller to make it work, and it's awful. That's, it's just not. not that's, good I mean, that's. <laughs> I have a physical version of the game, and I have it on Steam. I was gonna play it on Steam, could not get it to work for shit. 
So I bought it on the PSN, on PS3, yeah. and played it that way. So now I have three different versions <laughs> of the game. You just, you just got all the all different <clears throat> kinds. Now you get to get on Dreamcast or PC. No, I guess you're already on PC. Yeah, yeah. You got on Dreamcast and you got them all. Yeah, seriously. Um, what the heck was it? Um, yeah, I, I guess that's pretty much all I got to say about it. But I, I, I'm right at the end of the game. I didn't beat it. Um, I heard it can have a little bit of a... I think I heard the ending might was a little questionable with some people, but I think it's still worth take worth taking a look at. Yeah, I've, I always um, wanted to like check it out because yeah, I got that Dreamcast and I was like, oh, I'll try a bunch of Dreamcast games out. All right, the pass it on to you. All right, my last game was Mark Davis, the Fishing Master. <laughs> and if you if you look at the the cover art for Super Nintendo, the cover art. Uh, you see Mark Davis holding up a, a big old bass sitting on his oh, boat. Oh yeah! He's clearly the fishing oh, master. Nice. I'm not big into the bass fishing world or in the <laughs> fishing world at all, but I'm assuming back in what it was I think it was '95. Like back in '95, I assume he was a good fisherman or something. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, he got his own Super yeah, Nintendo I'm game. <laughs> He's got <laughs> some uh, recognition there. They got a, they got like an actual like the box art is an actual picture like someone took of him, and they're like, oh well. I got a picture of myself we can put on the box. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those deals. It was probably where, on a magazine or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it was one of those deals where in Japan it was it was called something completely different, like Bass mm-hmm. Fish or something. But when it came to the States, they kind of yeah, they kind of slapped the like a. I think they did it like for marketing. Like if we put a pro Bass Fisherman on, all it, those kids are gonna know who those, this guy. <laughs> yeah. is. All those kids and maybe those kids' dads will buy this fishing game. But yeah, it was it was made by uh, Natsume, which made Harvest Moon, oh, which was surprising yeah. Ooh, to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, the people that made Harvest Moon also made uh, this a fishing game. <laughs> the best they also, fishing game. They also did a uh, Pocky and Rocky one and two, which is also uh, really yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. Is there fishing in Harvest Moon? No, <laughs> I don't think there is. At least of the first one, there isn't. Oh, uh, this will fill the gap. <laughs> uh, Harvest Moon and a fishing game. Yeah, but so you start the game like the title screen has. Like tournament and then free play, and I was like, I don't really want to jump into tournament. I don't know what I'm doing. So you hop into to free play. You can literally pick everything: wind direction, wind speed. You can pick the time of day, like to the like to the hour. It goes by hours, like nine o'clock, and the season. Yeah, and the season. <laughs> yeah, you can pick. You can basically pick everything down to a T. So you pick all that, and then you can then pick what part of this river you want to go on. So then it zooms in on that part of the river, and then you're like, all right. Do I want to go to the left side of the river or the right side of this smaller area? And then you zoom in. Then you zoom in one more time <laughs> to pick like where you want to go. There's like hundreds of locations. I still love the text you sent me about that game after I tried it the one time. <laughs> pick a spot. Now pick a spot within that spot. Now pick a spot within that spot. Yeah. Finally pick your last spot. Yeah. It just felt like it just felt it felt cool because there's like hundreds of different locations where you could fish. And I, I'm assuming, like, I'm not big into fishing, I'm assuming wind and time of day and season depends on where you want to be in the river, and I was like, I don't know, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the summertime at 9 o'clock, <laughs> and I'm going to go right by this, by this, like, I went by a bridge or something. Yeah. So I, like, I kept casting out, you could pick, you have to, you actually have to pick your lure and, like, your jib and all that stuff before you can start. A so I picked, I picked some random <laughs> stuff, which again, you probably like would be better if I knew more about bass yeah. fishing. I picked some random stuff and I cast it out, and it was interesting because it's a it's a meter just like uh, like the golf game where 
This one's just a power meter where you press A and it starts and you press A again to stop to throw it yeah. a certain distance. I started off and I was like, I'm just gonna throw real hard. And I threw it all the way to like the uh, like the bank and he was like, Oh shoot. And I was like, Wow, really? Said that? Yeah, they wow. have they have his voice, like they have voice samples in the game. I was like, that's crazy. Because he said I'll shoot because I actually lost the lore, I guess, in the bank. <laughs> so then I had to put another lore on. And then, uh, so I started casting out, and you'd play around with it, and eventually, like, as you're reeling it in, uh, a picture of a fish will, like, flash for a second on where your, like, your bait is, it'll flash, and you have to quickly press A to, like, snag it, and then you, like, hold A and to reel it in. But, I don't know if it was, I didn't feel like hooking up my Super Nintendo, so I, I played it all on my Xbox One emulator. And uh, I don't know if it was the emulator or how the game is, but I felt like my timing was was fast enough, but it wasn't like I wasn't catching the fish. And I can't say if that's a real issue in the game or not. But I spent like an I spent an hour <laughs> moving around through all these places trying to press A fast enough to catch a fish. I finally <laughs> caught one, and they bring it in, and they're like, "Oh, that's not big enough." Oh, <sighs> power button. So then, after, <laughs> so then after an hour, Close application. yeah. After an hour of fishing, I caught my fish, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready for a tournament. So I, I went into tournament mode, which is like, it was really cool because you started a shop where you can buy uh, like oh, different lures, cool. different rods. You can actually buy different boats because in tournament mode, it starts you in the morning and ends at night, and every time you move from a location, it like advances your time. But if you have a faster boat, you don't lose as much time. I was gonna say, does it just turn faster when you cast? Yeah, <laughs> which would be interesting. Yeah. Then you can, then you could like, uh, then you could get to a different spot faster and save time. But yeah, I did the tournament. I actually like, I felt like I did better. Like there was more fish biting or something, because I did catch like three fish, and only one of them was like big enough to qualify. And at the end, everybody's fish was like huge <laughs> compared to mine. I was like, oh, instantly lost. So my one hour of experience in uh, free mode didn't really help out in tournament mode. Yeah, but I f it, it was really in depth for for a fishing game. I would definitely recommend it to someone that enjoys fishing games. I guess I just I feel like I just didn't know enough about bass fishing to be able to enjoy the game. Yeah, it was. I mean, I tried it out for a little bit. Um, I think the thing that kind of throws me off is I know I played another fishing game where you're actually in the boat and you control the boat, which oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. It just gives you that. This was kind of like you pick this spot, <laughs> this spot, or this spot. Yeah. <coughs> but the music, the music was one of the things that I liked the oh, most. Yeah. I actually go back every now and then and bring it up on YouTube and listen to some of the, like the because every season has a theme oh, and I the didn't music and the music plays while you're like. When you pick your final spot and you go to cast, you can actually move the boat left and right a little bit. And the, and the music yeah. plays during that and in the menus when you're picking your lures and stuff. But as soon as you cast, it's like silence because yeah. you get the, the feel of the fishing. It could be quiet. That title theme is badass. So yeah, the I music, I would definitely recommend, like, if anything, if you're going to play it, feel free. I mean, it's really in-depth if you're into, like, in-depth fishing games. But if anything, give the music a listen. It's definitely awesome. Overall, it was... The first time I think I've ever played a fishing game, and it was okay. <laughs> At I least mean, you yeah. had to play series or yeah. fishing games. Yeah, it, it felt it felt like real fishing. It felt boring and tedious. <laughs> like you go out there, you throw, and, you, and nothing happens. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's what fishing's about. It's just kind of go out there and you relax or whatever. But yeah. eh, wasn't or you can wasn't just do the, the real deal. It wasn't the best. <laughs> it's cheap if you want to pick it up. Like if you see it at like your local game store or whatever for cheap, give it a shot. The music's awesome. I feel like you'll just I feel like most people can enjoy just the music alone. Yeah. Do you have any more games? Uh, I just have or? one honorable mention, and that would be Metroid Fusion. Uh, I beat it before we did this podcast, probably a couple months ago. Uh, I played it on the Wii U from the Virtual Console. I bought it when the that prize shop thing they had shut down, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I got yeah. the game for free or whatever. Um, about the game, the game looks awesome, it plays awesome, it has an awesome atmosphere. Uh, it's definitely more straightforward than Super Metroid, which I did play and beat before this. Um, and I don't feel that it's a bad thing that it's more straightforward, people kind of complain about that. They want to explore freely and go and do whatever they want, wherever they want. It had a more, like, it, it emphasized more... On yeah. a little bit, like it. Act, am I right? Like I yeah. think it had text to it and stuff. Yeah, there's like before you go into each area, there's like a computer that talks to you. They're like, oh, you have to go to this area and get get this in the security room, or go to this area and do that. So they they kind of, I guess you could say, they kind of hold your hand a little bit. But I, that's where it gets down to me. Where that's what kept me invested because I played Super Metroid without a guide at first, and I was lost. And I know the whole thing's about exploring and all that, but there's nothing there to keep me invested. This game, I was glued to. Uh, it, it was, to me, it was way more enjoyable than Super Metroid. Super Metroid's an awesome game, but I don't know, this, this game, it just pushed you in the right directions. There was plenty of room to explore, even though it was a bit more of a linear game. Um... I, I think it was an awesome game, even though it, it did kind of creep me out in a couple spots. Like with the the clone Samus without any pupils, that was kind yeah. of creepy. But yeah, oh, I, I yeah, think that's, I a, that, that's a fantastic game. Oh yeah, for sure. Anybody um, else got any honorable mentions? I have one. There was, I got a, I bought a, on NA, I bought a mystery box full of just, just random stuff. And then there was the play, the PS1 version of the game Mist. I've always heard about Mist. I've always heard about it. I never played it. I honestly knew nothing about it. I knew it was kind of like an escape game where, like, the escape game is on the computer where you're stuck in a prison and you got to find the, your way mm-hmm. out. But it's it's one of those, but on a larger scale. And I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. And I and I like I enjoyed the whole thing. It was really fun. But there's so many better ways to play it than the PS1. The PS1, the, the graphics were about the same as it would be on PC, because it's yeah. all still images. They're like just rendered pictures. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's anything yeah. too fancy. So, so graphics were an issue. It was uh, transitions. Like, you move from this screen to the next screen, they were really slow. Like, you move forward, and I could hear my PS2 like... <laughs> like just, I was like, really? That yeah. much to like... I feel like the, the like if you play it on PC, I know there's like the Mist Master Edition or something like that. Where they like totally redid it and it's on PC. You, I think you can get it on GOG. Yeah, but just the fact that you'd have a cursor too. Yeah, and, like, the, and the cursor because I mean, yeah, like just the mouse itself. Because it's one of those deals where you didn't have a mouse, you got to use the D-pad. Because the analog didn't work, and I was like, all right. So you had to use the D-pad to move the cursor around. So it just felt it felt slow because like that's my really only complaint. 
as far as the PS1 version goes. Because I felt like I could have beat the game much quicker if I had a mouse and like transitions weren't forever. But overall it was really awesome. It was basically like I said an escape an escape game, but you're on you're on an island and then from there there's actually portals to other islands. Uh, and then, yeah, that was then, the one thing I was But then about. but then it takes you from that island to the next island and you're stuck there. You're stuck there until you can find your way back out. Uh, and then you go back to the island and then from there you go to like another portal. And you're going around collecting pages to fill this book up, which I don't really want to ruin the story, but like that's the main the main deal. At the end there's like one of those decision things. Like huh. this side or this wow. side. Which is actually it's actually really awesome. I definitely <laughs> recommend it, but if you're gonna play it, get like the most superior version on PC or something. Don't don't play the PS1. I will version. say, <laughs> I think I actually did get it on Steam, and I did have issues playing one of the versions. I can't remember what it is, but maybe look into that if you're yeah. thinking about getting do, it. Do I guess Steam. do a little research, but yeah. <clears throat> try to find the best version because the PS1 version, I feel like it seemed like it might have been the worst. It was just made to play on a PC. Yeah. I mean, Ryan should talk to Ryan about. It. I think yeah. he beat it. I know there's. I know now that I played it, I kind of want to play. I know there's a Miss Two that might even be like a three. The Miss Two is called I can't remember, but it's got like a totally different name because it's a totally different island. That I think they made the the people that made Miss. I think they made something else now. Yeah. I think kind of recently actually, like a whole not Miss, but I think it's a whole nother game of that style. Yeah. If I remember. It was actually interesting because I was playing it. And my dad, my dad came in. He's like, "What are you playing?" I was like, "Oh, I'm playing Mist." He's like, "Oh, remember Mist back in like the nineties? <laughs> he's like, "There's a guy at my work that like." That's all he talked about for a while. <laughs> he's like, he's like, him and his kids would sit around and try to figure the puzzles out. I love that I was, like, I was like, that's crazy. Like to think, I guess it was, it was like really huge when it first came out for some reason. Like it just, it just like sucked people in. Cause you get that feeling like, I'm trapped here. I have all these things like at my disposal. There has to be a way that they all like work together. Which is, which is like the fun mm. of it. Is it a linear game or is it like, can you get lost pretty easy? That was the uh, one thing I kind of wanted. You're trapped about. on this island and then you find uh, different ways to open these portals. Yeah. And you can essentially go to any, you can go through any portal any time. As long as you solve that puzzle to get to that island. Like, like there isn't really a right way to do it. It's just... Uh, I just didn't know <laughs> if it really gave you like a, a sense of being lost in this, like, to proceed, I guess. Like, yeah. if you would need one thing from one island to take to no, another island. No, you, you basically go to this island, go to like get transferred to the island, and you're stuck there <coughs> until you find your way back. But in order to finish the game, you also have to find these hidden pages within each island. But yeah, once yeah. you like unlock the portal, you can like freely go back and forth between each island. To go back and be like, crap, I never actually got the page, yeah. I just found my way back out. <laughs> is there music to it? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, music was, it was like that ambient... Yeah. They did, they did well with it, like, the music... you think. The music, the music, like, fit well enough. Like, it didn't bother you, and it yeah. didn't make you, like, to take you away from the game or anything. It actually, yeah. like, they kind of built it up, which did well. Gotcha. Um, I don't really have an honorable mention. Yeah. Well, nothing old, anyway. I mean, you want to keep it retro, because... Doom 2016. <laughs> That's pretty retro. Yeah. That was an awesome game. Um, play it. I, yeah. I, I was gonna play Red Alarm, I just didn't get around to it. But um, Red Alarm for Virtual Boy. Like it's, I mean, I played the first level, but I don't I don't have enough of an Which one's Red Alarm? Is that the shooter? It's the wireframe looking one. Kind of like... It's like a first person... Oh, yeah. It's a shooter, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it's it, like a Star Fox kind of feel. 
I guess you could say. Um, but you see all the lines in the polygons, isn't that what it is? They're they're like the the gra- like it's wireframe, but none of the polygons are filled in with color. Oh, so just like the so they're just the frames. Yeah, the, I heard that's cool. Yeah, I heard the music's really good. Um, I'm listening to a podcast where they're going through the music for it, and actually, like the opening sequence music is awesome. But that's about all I can say about it. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> just do not have much. Didn't have enough time to play. Graphics are bright, colorful, and red. red. It's very red and black. <laughs> it's red and black. I'm pretty sure it's hard to know where you're going, but like I said, didn't play enough. Couldn't play. Yeah. Maybe next time. <laughs> Alright, I think that's about it for this podcast. Hopefully you guys like the, the change of pace and like a different take on things, I guess, just kind of digging into games that we had sitting around for a while and wanted to look into. Yeah. A lot of them seem like games, though, that like people don't really talk about much, which is good. Yeah, I mean that the hit the ice game. That's kind of that yeah, I, I, I hear nobody talk about it, but man, it's fun. Yeah, even by yourself, it's fun. Uh, thanks for having me. You too. I do yeah, appreciate no it. problem. It, it, it definitely fun. helped out, like having like more games to look at. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. Yep. See you guys. you liked our podcast if you'd like your friends to hear us please tell them to go to soundcloud and search two gamers talk podcast if you'd like to sponsor us on patreon you can't because we don't have one this was also brought to you by crunchyroll just kidding i hate anime